This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Tonight we're speaking about Parnassah. Please take a, take a listen over here. Welcome everyone. Uh, we're speaking about Parnassah tonight. You ready? Listen very carefully to what we're about to talk about. And that is, I'd like to say, first of all, there's a Pirkei Avot. And what does the Pirkei Avot say? Im en kemach, im en Torah, en kemach. Anybody ever hear of that Pirkei Avot? It has both ways also. But I'm focusing on now on this. It says, im en Torah, en kemach. If there's no Torah, there's no Kemach. Which means basically is, our rabbis explain to us, when a person learns Torah, he's really bringing down Shefa Beracha to the world. You have to know that. When you're sitting down and learning Torah, you're bringing down Beracha to the world. Facts, by the way. It's facts. Again, when you're learning. And the Gemara says, in Mesechet Ta'anit, it says like this. It says that there was a very big rabbi. His name was Rabbi Hanina Ben Dosa. And it says that the whole world is Nizon, is getting Parnassah because of this rabbi. Imagine, one rabbi sitting down, what is the rabbi doing? He's learning Torah, and the whole world is benefiting from the Shefa Beracha that this rabbi is doing by learning Torah, so the whole world gets Parnassah. Now, you ready for this? There's a question. So if we're saying that Parnassah, when you learn, you bring down the Shefa Bracha, when, when was the Torah given? <coughs> by? By Harsinai, by Moshe Rabbeinu's time. Moshe Rabbeinu's time. So now if you think about it, how did the world get Parnassah if there was no obligation learning. In the beginning of creation, there was no Torah. So what happened? Got the question or no? If we're saying that what Torah brings down the Shefa Baracha, what happened all the years that the Torah, before the Torah was given, what happened? So listen to this. The answer to this question is as follows. When Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem, Hashem tells Moshe, Moshe, take out the Jewish people from Egypt. What does Moshe ask Hashem? In what zechut? In what zechut? What does Hashem say? Hashem says, in the zechut, in the zechut of the Torah that they are going to accept later on, when they go out free, I'll give them. You're, you're the Hidush over here? What's going on is, Hashem, what He does is, when a person accepts upon himself something, even before it's done, it's as if, it's in the bank account in Shammai already. It's as if we can act like it. Should I give you one big proof to this? I'll give you a small proof. A small proof. It says, a Kohenet. You know what a Kohenet is? What's a Kohenet? Who knows? 
How do you become a lady Kohen? Sarur, how do you become a lady Kohen? Well, a Kohenet is your bo- your father is a Kohen. So the daughter is a Kohenet. Very simple. Very simple mathematics. And it says, he's a Kohen. You have to get that shtone, I respect. I don't joke. So, so your sister's Kohenet. Now, it's brought down, it says, that if you're a Kohenet, make sure you marry a Chacham. Chacham. Make sure you marry Chacham. Go ahead and marry Chacham. So we had one guy in the Kahal, in our congregation, tells me, Rabbi, you know, I have a problem. I just heard that, like, again, it's not Halakha Lamaase. You know, you know, oh, the Kohenet didn't marry. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Even if a Kohenet doesn't marry Chacham, it's so-so, you know what I'm saying? But it's a, it's a nice, it's nice thing. Kavod. The Kavod. Chacham. The biggest kavod is chacham, right? Chacham is the biggest kavod. Marry Kohen, marry my daughter. That's the biggest. Now, she's not obligated, not chayab, but that's the best. Now this guy says, Rabbi, you told me that too late. I said, why? He says, because I, I already got engaged. And I'm not a chacham, I'm on my audits. True story. He says, I'm on my audits, I don't know nothing. So what do you mean? I said, what do you mean know nothing? He says, Rabbi, I don't know nothing. I'm on my audits. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. How am I going to marry the Quranet? I said, listen to me carefully. What do I tell him? Listen. I tell him like this. I tell him that there is a famous story with Rabbi Akiva. Everybody remembers the story about Rabbi Akiva that he was before he was Rabbi Akiva. Does anybody know, know what, what he was before? Oh, he was, what? What, what do you know? He didn't know, 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 he was, he was going, he, when did, when did he start? At the age of 40. What happened? There was a girl named Rachel, and Rachel was the one who saw Rabbi Akiva, before he was even Rabbi Akiva, working for her father. He was working for her father, and Rachel said, this is the man I want to marry. The father says, you marry that guy. I swear to you, you won't get me, I won't give you a dollar. Now, Rachel's father, as they say, was loaded. He was the next level. And now, imagine what he says. They would, they would open up like a red carpet, you know, like you, you walk into your house, like, you know, oh, don't get the carpet, take off your shoes, you know, take off your shoes, it's raining outside. They'll be like, no, 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 we're going to offer you the red carpet, and then if you want, you can take off, nah, nah, you know, you open the red carpet, it's raining, take off your shoes. No. Kapot, Kapasavoy, slaughtered. And he tells his daughter, you marry that guy, you guess what? You will not see a penny. And guess what? She says, I don't care. I want to marry him. And it happens to be, the story goes like the next day, meaning after they get married, they, they, uh, he sees the, you know, she's, she's sleeping. The next day, after they wake up, she, 
instead of a pillow, she's sleeping on 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 hay. And imagine a, 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 a amazingly wealthy lady. You know, you, you know, they don't sleep on regular pillows. They have the, the you know, the down feathers, real, real goose feathers. You have that one, no? <laughs> he, has, he, has the, he has the big, big fat, big fat pillow, and the, and, and the covers is not a regular covers. The covers is the goose down, you know, those, those major ones. You know, you go to the thing and say, what? Thousand dollars for a pillow? What's going on over here? Yeah, Rabbi, you have to sit on this pillow. You fill your pillow, thousand dollars. I mean, when you go on the pillow, you don't understand the whole pillow adjusts to your head. It goes exactly to the end. It's perfect, and it gives you that snug. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, so there you go. She's waking up, and what's she at? She has hey, and guess what? And guess what? Many years later. Rabbi Akiva becomes Rabbi Akiva, one of the greatest rabbis that is brought down, that when Hashem was showing Moshe the leaders of the generation to be, and Hashem showed Rabbi Akiva as one of the leaders, he said, don't give the Torah, I should give it to, give it to Rabbi Akiva, let him, let him uh, do the, 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 the no, give him the Torah, he's so great, let him give the Torah, he's so amazing. Says, no, I'm gonna give it to you, you give it Moshe Rabbeinu. But in any case, Rabbi Kava became so great how one day they found out in the town there's a big rabbi coming. So who stood up for the rabbi? And who was going to kiss the rabbi's hand? His own father in law. His own father, imagine. His own father. No, no. He's coming to kiss the rabbi's hand. Yeah. Rabbi, bracha, bracha. And, and he's pulling out, the is pulling out his hand, no? He says, what do you mean? No, please, Rabbi, come sit in the front, please, this, that, he's begging him. He says, no. He says, you are my father-in-law. He says, what? I'm your father You married me? Yes. He says, wow. And he starts crying. He starts crying. He starts crying. Why are you crying? See, because if I would have known... They would become such a chacham. I would never have sworn and made a promise that I won't give you a penny. But unfortunately, I said I'm not going to give you anything. And I'm crying because I can't give you. I can't give you. That's why I'm crying. So Rabbi Kiva, he, he's the chacham now. He's the gadolador now. He says, no. There's a Tosafot in Kedubot that says, no, you're allowed. So what do you mean? I can't, I can't go get it in. How, how am I allowed? I'll explain. Listen to what he says. He says that if a person decided to go to Yeshiva, he's going to Yeshiva to be Chacham. If he decided that he's going to Yeshiva and he's going to be a Chacham, it's as if He's a Chacham now, even though it's going to take him a few years. It's as if he's a Chacham now. And he says, when did you make that Neded? When did you make that promise? After I decided, even though I was on it, but after I decided I was going to Yeshiva, it's as if I'm a Chacham now, even though I didn't go yet. You hear the Cheshbon? So therefore, what's going on is, what's happening is, 
that what? That you get credit as if it's already done, Kilu, even though you didn't actually do it, but it's going to be done. In the bank of Shemaim, they look as if, wow, look at this person. He's going to become A, B, and C. Wow. As if it's now, even though it's not there yet. You got that clear? Now let's go back for a second. There is a Mizmor that's called Halel Hagado. Pass me Sidur, please. Pass me Sidur. Sidur. There is Halel Hagado. Got the mitzvah. Look at that. Ah, sorry. Hey, listen. Hashem reward. You got the... You got, they got, see, he's sitting over there. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's sitting over there. You got over there. You anyway. So, uh, we say... Listen to this. This is called Halel Hagado. What's Halel Hagado? David HaMelech wrote it. And if you remember, if you know it, how does it start? Hodu l'adonai kitov, ki l'olam chazdo. Hodu l'adonai ki l'olam chazdo. Hodu l'adonai adonim, ki l'olam chazdo. Continuous, right? And what's the end? Noaten lechem lechol basad, ki l'olam chazdo. What's the ending talking about? Noaten lechem. Lechem lechol basad bread is the parnasah, because Hashem is always full of chesed. Now, if you count all the kilom chazdos, how many are there? How'd you know that? Who said that? How'd you know that? You counted it? No. Did you want to guess? Are you serious? <laughs> wow, he's right. 26. Now, you'd give out, okay? The question is, what's the connection to 26 to the bread, to the parnasah. Now listen carefully. Listen carefully. Bear, bear with me. How many generations from the beginning of creation till Noah? How many? Ten. Ten. He's right. From Adam Arishon till Noah, the, the, it's ten generations. From Noah to Abraham Avinu, how many generations? Huh? 16. 16. 10. 10. So from Adam to Abraham is how many? 20. Adam to Noah 10. Noah to Abraham 20. Now, let's continue. Let's continue. Says, from Abraham, from Abraham, let's go. Abraham had Yitzchak. That's 21. Yitzchak had Yaakov. That's 20, 22nd generation. Yaakov had Levi. Levi had Yad had Amram. Amram had which generation was that? The 26th generation. Now listen, I'm not done. Listen carefully. Now, we have to figure out what is David HaMelech doing exactly? Why is it he stops when he speaks about the Panasan or Tenechol Masan? He stops at the 26th. There's a correlation to the 26th. What's the 26th? Of course, you're going to tell me you'd give up, okay, which is true. But what is it? And the answer to this is, it's like we said in the beginning of Shi'ur tonight. What did we say? That without the Torah, the world, the Sheva Beracha, it will not exist. So you need the Torah. So what is David doing? David is singing 
Halil HaGadol. Praise God because he's all chesed. Praise this because he's all chesed. And he ends by the 26th time. Why? You know why? Because what he's doing is, he's thanking Hashem for all those 26 generations before Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Torah and saying, thank you Hashem that you gave us bread, you gave us Parnassah, even though we didn't get the Torah until the 26th generation, we say thank you. You hear what's going on? David, he looks back and he's thanking Hashem, you supported the world even though the Torah was not existent and even though the Torah brings down the Sheva. Why did you do that? You know why? Because Hashem knew in the future that the Jewish people will accept the Torah. So Hashem says, from now, I'll make it as if it's already accepted. So therefore, they can have Parnassah for all those 26 generations. And that's why David stops by the 26. In the 26th generation, where we really deserve it because we have the Torah, you did a chesed all those 26 generations prior. You hear that? Now, why do I tell you this? I'll tell you. Because the name of God is Yudke Vavke. In the name of Hashem. It has Hu Hove, Hu Haya, Hu Anybody who knows Hebrew grammar means Hu Haya, He was. Hu Hove, He is. Hu Yihiyeh, He will always be. He always is, now, present, future, always. Now, the chidush that we're trying to tell you here tonight is that we're going to read in this week's Parashat Shavua. Unfortunately, we're going to read curses upon curses upon curses upon curses. You, you, know, you, you read this Kitavo. And you know who instituted that we read it every single week, every single time, right before Rosh Hashanah, a week or two before Rosh Hashanah? You know who did that? Ezra HaSofer. The question is why? And the answer is, because when you hear these curses, we're trying to say, Hashem, let it out on the reading and not on the people. So therefore, if you know, is there another place in the Torah where it speaks about the curses? Where? Now that was one curse by Allah. Where does it speak about the curse where it says, if you don't keep the Torah, you'll be cursed. Where does it say? There's another parasha in the Torah. Where? No. Who knows? It's in, this week's parasha is parashat Kitavo. What? No. And what we're doing is, we're reading it. Why? Ezra said, read it. So it's as if, it's like red, and it's as if it's already given. It's since we read it, it's as if it's already given. We don't. We we want to teklesh shana v'kilotea. We want to end the year, and it's curses. That's why we read it every single time, right before right before Rosh Hashanah. We read it always, every year, always fall out. That's Parashat Kitavo, and there's another one that is in Parashat Bechukotai, and you know who told you know who you know which sefer is a. Uh, 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 who told Devarim? Moshe Rabbeinu is giving before he dies, he's giving us a prep talk. You know that. He's giving, stop, stop, this, that, the prep talk. And in this, if you look, there's a difference. Because in this, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he wrote, he wants to say these curses now, Hashem agreed with him. By Parashat Behukotai, 
Hashem told Moshe, this you have to say. And the question is, why is Moshe Rabbeinu repeating the curses now? And we know, what's the reason? Because to end the curses, as if it's read. So it's which parashat? Parashat Kitavo and parashat Bechukotai. What is the beginning of the letter of Ki, Tavo, and Bechukotai? Tell it to me. Ki, Tavo, what's the first letters of each word? Ki, Chaf, Tavo, Taf. Behukotai, bet. What does that spell? Katav. We're saying the curses should only be written and not be actuality given. So therefore, when you read it, it's as if it's already done. So Moshe Rabbein, that's why it's so important this Shabbat to go to shul to hear the curses to say, ah, I read the curses. No more curses for the new year. The curses ended. People don't know that. People hear the curses like, oh, no, we're reading it, so it should be part of the Ketav. Bought and written, and not actually be into fruition. You get it? That's the beauty of it. And now, if you look in the curses, how many, listen to this, how many names of God, of Yudke, Vavke, is in the curses? How many curses are there? Anybody know? 98 curses. How many times, and Shema Yisrael, by the way, if you see these curses, Oh my goodness, you understand what you're reading? You're like, what is going on? Anyway, so it says, how many names of God is written in the, throughout the 98 curses? Who knows? Yudke Vavke is written 26 times. Yudke Vavke is written 26 times. And you know, besides just reading it, if a person wants a gezerah in his life to end... One of the ways, one of the ways, first of all, you have to understand, how is it that when you pray, a gezerah is ended? How is that possible? You pray, Hashem, save me from this. If it was already written in gezerah, how could you uplift that gezerah? It's a king. Hashem, he signed on it. How by you praying is going to change it? You know why? Because when you pray with so much kavana, 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 you internalize it, you become a different person, then that's not you that the Gezerah was on. Because you change your whole being. You change your whole essence. You understand that? That's how it works. But Mursky brings it down in his safety. You understand what I just said? Again, let me repeat that. How could it be when you pray the Gezerah and Chamaim? You knock it out. Hell, Hashem wrote it. Done. Finished. And it says, Tefillah, Tshuva, Korin, Lok, Zadira. How does Tshuva, Tefillah, how does it do that? How? And I'm answering you. Because when you pray with Kavana, when you pray with insincerity, you become a whole different person. That's not you. That was the Gezerah on. You're not that person. Why? Because you prayed so much, you're a different person. And it's the same thing with Shuva. And it's the same thing, the lesson that we're giving you tonight. Listen carefully, because this is the main point that we're giving you tonight. And the lesson is this. Listen. That if you accept upon yourself, even the smallest thing, the smallest thing, Hashem, this year, I'm going to do this. And think, because we only have about a week and a half before Rosh Hashanah. And you think, and you contemplate. 
This is the mitzvah that I'll do. And I recommend, not take a huge mitzvah, take a nice mitzvah that you always wanted in your life to actually fulfill. Whether it be tefillin every single day and not missing no matter what, the whole entire year, even on a Sunday, where, where it's football, I don't know, what is it? Alright? I'm not missing, I don't know. Or, or whatever it may be. Or I'm going to say one peric of tefillin, the whole year, whatever it may be. Or, uh, you figure it out. Or I'm never going to miss a, a mincha prayer. You do it. Or I'm going to say brachot this year, every time, shakol, take something. Or I'm going to say asheyatza when I go out of the bathroom, every single time this year, so therefore it'll be a segula, that you should always be healthy. Like it says, the Kadmonim bring down, if you say asheyatza, when you come out of the bathroom with kabanah, you're guaranteed you'll never be sick. As long as you don't do something to uh, uh, go against the health, then guaranteed you'll never be sick. If you say with kabanah, you say with kabanah. And the what'd you say? I said, Asher, I said, oh, sorry, I'm in. <laughs> what? No, Kavana! Kavana! If you want to accept upon yourself, it's a great thing. Every time. Or you can say, once a day, when I say Asher Yatsad, I'm going to say with Kavana for this year. For this year. Huh? Amidah. Barichah. Bamidah. You understand? You hear what's going on over here? Now, if you do that, what happens? You yourself, Hashem looks as if it's already in the bank already. Because we said the words of Yudke Bavke is what? Is It's in the past, present, and even in the future. So even now, if you accept upon yourself it from now, it's as if it's accepted, and in the future, it'll nullify. And that's why the Kilalot, it's 26 Yudke Bavke to show you, I, if you accept, no matter what, they're going to keep the Torah, automatically in the future, it's as if it's now, and it'll be annulled. It'll be null and void. And that's how it's so important for us, before Hashanah, Rosh to accept upon one thing. It could be the smallest thing. It could be even taking upon yourself to eat the whole year. It could be that. It could be that. It could be that. Having bread meal, uh, 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 or having a lot of malka, whatever it is, whatever it may be, or making bracha, whatever it is, you know. I don't know. You know yourself more than I know you, what's inside of you. And if you do that, and you write it down on paper, and you put it in your room, say, Hashem, this year, I want to accept upon. It's as if you make a barely. It's as if it's already in the pocket, and Hashem says, you're a different person, and he gives it out, let's bed, we'll nullify. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.